What's up, buddies? Welcome to Y'all Ever. I'm Hampton Yunt. This is a podcast about comedy and mental health. It's incredibly stupid, so welcome. Don't take this seriously. Hi, how are you? I hope you're well. I hope you're taking care of yourselves. And I hope that you're staying home for Thanksgiving because this is it, folks. (laughs) This is the end of America. We decided to end America the way we started, spreading germs on Thanksgiving. It's been a tradition, and we've kept it. We've kept it in the family. <laughs> Grandma, did you did you vote for Trump? Well, let me cough in your mouth. <laughs> this is this is like biblical. <laughs> what's happening when i look at uh people flooding the airports right now it just feels like this is the end of days like you guys we're almost out of this just stay home you know i i feel bad because some people it's like their entire lives are um their their whole family and they that's i kind of understand i mean i guess that makes a lot of sense because that's who you surround yourselves with <laughs> all the time <laughs> but i mean you know we have to also understand that there's larger things and that if we want to see our families in the future now is the time of precaution so I don't know. I just can't imagine <laughs> going to the airport right now. Oh, my Lord. People are just not wearing a mask, uh, just rubbing their faces with diapers and throwing it in your face. Uh, this is in my mind. I haven't seen video footage of that just yet, but I'm pretty sure that's what's happening at airports is people just throw fully loaded diapers at your face like a Koopa shell of shit right at your noggin. Uh, And, you know, I guess this is our comeuppance. I mean, look, I mean, for real, like, (laughs) we're all going to die from uh, easily preventable shit uh, due to Thanksgiving. And I don't know. Who wrote wrote this? Shakespeare? Because it's ironic. (laughs) 
Yeah, who wrote this? Some some smart guy like Shakespeare? Cause I'm I'm getting a sense of irony here. <laughs> who wrote this? Alanis Morissette? Cause I'm feeling some fucking irony here. It's like there's ten thousand spoons, but all I need is a knife. It's fucking ironic. <laughs> it's like rain on my wedding day. If rain shows up on my wedding day, I'm going to be a huge bitch. (laughs) Oh, man. You guys, thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of this. If you want to support this and you want more of this... Go to patreon.com slash y'all ever. That's how this podcast makes some money. And for $5 a month, you guys get bonus content. You get to support this podcast. I'm always going to be trying to give new perks. And I appreciate everybody who subscribes. Uh, it's awesome. Thank you guys so much. Also, you if you want to support this podcast, you can go to hamptonyunt.threadless. I'm selling uh, shirts right now. Uh, I'm selling a Calvin peeing on the words racism shirt. All proceeds go to the bail project. They go to charity. I'm not a sociopath, but it's a funny shirt. And, uh, Aristotle, the producer of this show just bought one. So (laughs) I'm going to be posting some photos of him. I'm going to beg him for a photo. I hope he, I hope he gives me one. Aristotle, if you're listening to this, if, if you're listening to this, I want a photo of you in that in that sweater. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's a dumb podcast. And uh I I I'm so happy you guys are here. Um and I'm so happy that you're getting to hear my friend Jonah Ray this episode. Uh he's a lot of the reason I'm in LA and I decided to live here and have, you know, lived here for so long. He's been just so supportive my entire career uh he's just been encouraging and uh helpful and i i just appreciate it so much you know and i was lucky enough to work with him on mystery science theater 3000 which is a fun show if you've never seen it you can check it out on netflix uh it's available on other uh platforms but it's basically a movie <laughs> movie riffing show i don't know if you've never seen it like it's so hard to describe if you've never seen mystery science theater 3000 it's it's just bananas it's like well we watch movies and we make fun of them well wait that's not that crazy at all that sounds actually pretty logical um anyway it's like somebody who keeps talking during a movie but it's fun you know and uh, it's really cool to have gotten to do that with him. I mean, I wish it was still going on, but, you know, there's a time for everything in life. <laughs> and hopefully in the future, I'll be able to work in some way to do movie riffing or I actually kind of want to riff Star Trek episodes. I don't know. I don't know if anybody gives a shit about Star Trek. Uh Especially Star Trek Next Generation. That's what I want to, like, just watch with people, make fun of. It's like, it's the best show in the world. (laughs) 
it's hysterical. And uh, there's a lot of bad episodes. There's a lot of great episodes. But there's also like long pauses between all lines and scenes. So there's like tons of space to just, you know, fuck around. I don't know. It's an idea. I'm putting it on the back burner. Uh, you guys, I hope you enjoy this episode with Jonah Ray. Uh, check out his podcast. Uh, it's coming out. It's or it's actually out already. Sorry, it's uh, called "Let Me Watch Your Movie with You," and he also has his other podcast, Jonah Radio, uh, which I've been on a couple times. You guys, I hope you enjoy this fun conversation with Jonah Ray. Hell yeah, dog. Hell yeah, dog. <laughs> oh, dog. 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 Hell yeah, dog. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dog. <sighs> oh, just go into it, dude. Do, do the prompt. Do the do the impression. Dude, this I, is how did, we'll I get didn't in. really have one. It was just more of a. Uh, just... <laughs> uh, Norm McDon- mm. no McDonald. Uh, what was it? Norm McDonald, Bob Dylan. Yeah, I'm wistful. I am. Yeah, yeah. The law, the law man took my wiener dog uh, away. Hey, law, law yeah. man. He took my wiener dog. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Thank you. It's a and my 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 woman. She left me. But you know, you know who it was? You guessed it. Frank Stallone. <laughs> Bob Dylan with punchlines? Yeah. <laughs> Man, v- Vietnam would have been over and done in one night. One night, dude. Yeah. One headlining set. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, he would have single-handedly stopped all war, I think. But I guess he wasn't good enough. That's the thing. Everyone yeah. praises Bob Dylan, but I guess he wasn't good enough. No, it turns out he sucks uh, <laughs> and isn't good and is a bit of a scam. Bit of a scam. I find because I just well I I just decided today, and this makes me feel bad just now. But like earlier today, okay, that I think Paul Simon is more important to me musically and in my life. Than Bob Dylan by a lot. Oh, I'd say and, so. I'd say I, the thing is, Bob Dylan yeah. was. It's it's like it's like what he represented, and even though he said he's not he's not represented it, like he would always like you know, but he did bring attention and awareness. He's like, I love war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? I play Doom every yeah. night. But Paul, <laughs> like Simon, Paul Simon, you know, like yeah, I'd rather listen to any kind of Paul Simon project. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, but I hear Paul Simon is a little bit more like controversial in his like background like his family was friends with henry kissinger and shit oh i'm sure he's like a rich new york kid right (laughs) he's like a rich new york kid yeah yeah and bob dylan's from minneapolis (laughs) okay i didn't know that yeah hmm you learned something when you talk to me i do walk away what is this what is this podcast this is one of those one of those free free flowing podcasts yeah, we just start playing Joe Rogan clips if it gets boring. Oh, perfect, perfect. <laughs> I try, I try and be informative. You know what? Ab- above all, my else. take on Joe Rogan is I love news radio, and uh, and he's he's helped uh, some of our friends uh, become very successful and uh, wealthy and 
for that, I have to give it up for him. But also, he's given a platform <laughs> to, uh, you know, conspiracy uh, racists oh, yeah. uh, and whatnot. But at the same time, Duncan Trussell t- now has, like, a great career. Yeah, no, it's true. It's like um, a stopped watch is right twice a day, yes, you know? Yeah. Like, he's <laughs> he kind of is uh, chaotic energy and i don't think it's good i mean you know but nothing is I agree. good or bad right well what well, was after the sandy hook thing that i did make a decisive thing of like oh i don't care if i trash this guy it's like oh, well did he was he it, in sandy truth uh no it's that he had on alex jones mm. to do some sandy hook true thing after you know the the incident and i was just like fuck this shit yeah <laughs> Like, I'm out. Hardcore. And then I realized in more, like, recent times that I'm like, this feels like what Socrates was doing. And I know we think of Socrates as this lofty guy, but he was really a guy going, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Should we listen to the government? I don't know, man. What's a government? (laughs) And, And the Romans were smart enough to be like, oh, let's kill this guy. Like, this is, he's he's influencing the youth. And that's why they got rid of Socrates is because he started forming a cult of personality where everyone was just like, why should we pray to the gods? And what's the government? And like, fuck you. And like, well, it's a slippery slope. And I don't know. And isn't it like, it's like, well, like the idea, and I see that a lot. And it's, um, you can't trust anything, man. You can't trust the media. You can't trust the government. You can't trust science. You can't trust gravity. You can't trust <laughs> the fact that maybe oxygen is the thing that's making us only live uh, until we're in our 70s. Maybe that's it. Maybe so- oxygen, <laughs> the combination of hydrogen and oxygen is what we should be. I don't know. <laughs> I just I just think it's like, you know, mm. it's that, that thing that you see on like Tucker Carlson or any of those kind of uh, Newsmax or whatever. It's like... Uh, it's like, um, you know, is the sky blue? And if the sky isn't blue, then are, uh, are you know, are Jews inferior? And if Jews are inferior, then it's like it's these like terrible bigots. And they use like what they call critical thought hmm. of just asking yeah. questions down a pathway to where you fucking step in a fucking bear trap. And it's just endless questions. Yeah. So it's like you'll it, it becomes an addiction, really. Yeah. You know, it's a new personality type. You know, hey, uh, people who got a problem with me. Yeah. But it's like. I just don't um, take what's force fed to me, man. (laughs) Well, Georgia pointed out that it's like people who, you know, get into fights at the grocery store for not wearing a mask. It's like, well, it's because they really just want to get in a fight. Like, it's not about the mask at all or what they think of germs or they know nothing. Yeah. But they're like, I'd love to start some shit at the fucking grocery store. Yes. Yo, they just (laughs) want to, they're just looking for a fight. And, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I, I find it's, and I'm fine. Like, it's like, I do agree that like, it's like, it's a good way to live life is to not say, you know, anything. Because you don't know know anything for a fact, but also don't diminish you know, facts. facts. <laughs> yeah, it's like facts are usually an agreed upon knowledge by several people's confirmation. Yeah. You know, it's like that's the difference. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I like it's I've been mm. reading so much in lockdown of like like books on Buddhism and shit like that, and there is a very uh, it, that is also a slippery slope of like uh, it's like hey, you know, all pain is equal. It's like sure, sure. Um, <laughs> I have debt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Dalai Lama, how's your college debt? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, dude, are you becoming the golden child? I mean, I've like started. I mean, I, 
I think that's pretty cool. I don't know. It just, it, you know, my therapist recommended one book, a thing called The Four Agreements uh, by Don Miguel Ruiz. And it's real kind of woo-woo stuff, but it is a, a nice perspective. Um, and it's really kind of uh, helped me. I, I feel like I was uh, real uh, anxious for a real long time. Um, and and, yeah. I, and it was like coming out. And it's funny. I was just watching the... Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air uh, reunion special, and I was fucking crying my eyes out the entire time. It's so good. Oh, I haven't seen it. It's so good. Um, really? So they did like a whole production? No, it's like it's like... just a reunion special. It's like a clip show, but then they it's like oh, all the okay. cast are talking and like uh and they even like you know like uh Will Smith like has an interview with the original Aunt Viv and about all that falling out, how they you know they uh, like she like left the show. Um, they should have like the guy who played his dad show up and still not accept him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's still. Why won't he still not accept yeah. me? I'm fifty. <laughs> they talk. They talk <laughs> about that scene. It's a good scene. Really? Yeah. Well, because oh, that man. was like a, that was like a, he he was always trying to impress uh, 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 James. Uh, was I can't remember the last, last name, but like uh, James Avery. Yeah, James Avery. James Avery. He was always trying to impress Uncle Phil, like the guy who played Uncle Phil, like because like, he was like a yeah. real true actor guy and like yeah. and he said like that was a scene like where he kind of like will smith said he messed up and then like and then like james Avery was like it's like no you're here you're in it like because like will smith was trying to like because he flubbed the line and like he made him go back into the scene and then like and then the, like when they hug like after when will smith starts crying or you know and then like he like i guess he whispers in his ears he's like now that's acting and i was just like oh god and then james avery took out a neuralizer and wiped will smith's brain of any acting Hampton, ability just know that it's a sweet moment <laughs> you and your now, bits. I, I can't take this shit during lockdown you're gonna have you know bunch of millionaires get together and suck each other's dicks you know here's the thing Hampton. No, I have I'm a kidding. feeling I like that it. Alfonso Ribeiro is not a millionaire. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. You think so? I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Because he's the host of AFV now. Oh, he is. Uh, America's Funniest Home oh, Videos. Shoot. And he, he had a lengthy video, uh, sorry, um, game show host. Oh, okay. I was about to say video game show host thing. Yeah, so he's been he's been bopping around. And like I hear you, there were definitely lean years and... He's an interesting guy. I'd like to actually yeah. really know a, the most about him. That's what's kind of neat about it. It's like they all seem like they. It's like, and this is a, such a dumb thing to say about like celebrities or actors or anything like that. that you, you have no idea, but like, it's like they all mm-hmm. seem like genuinely like good people that like each other. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a nice thing to see. This is what you need in lockdown, isn't it? This is true. I mean, I've been watching like the Mass Singer, so I'm hardly one to like. Oh, I've been watching uh, Titus's <laughs> uh, Titus Burgess's. Um, karaoke show on netflix it's like it's good dumb fun oh, awesome yeah what's uh what's that one uh, can't <laughs> remember Are people wearing masks no no one's wearing masks it was all made beforehand but it's like titus is very funny in it and it's just like uh but it's almost kind of like that um like guitar hero where you see if people aren't hitting the note like you see it in real time and that's like all the points are dictated on how like and so people that are used to like doing like vib- vibrato like they go yeah like that actually yeah. ends up fucking up their points it's fun so it's it's actual karaoke that's being like judged kind of accurately. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's just like sometimes <laughs> I want to like watch you know dumb fun stuff. Like you know the Queen's Gambit. That was a nice. That was a nice escape. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I mean, 
There's a ton. There's a ton of good TV. I mean, I guess we'll be occupied for a while. We just finished uh, watching all the Marvel movies. Oh, I start. I start, I rewatched uh, Iron Man one and two the other day. I'm thinking about going through them in the sequential order. <laughs> it's really, I like. We just got finished, and I, we were riding such a high, and then I'm seeing like. Um, articles that are coming out. It's like, did you know, like, Marvel's, you know, franchise is really just, like, CIA propaganda of basically pro-militarization and why it's good to have a big gun and, like... But isn't that... Isn't that what the... Like, all the Iron Man movies... Like, Iron Man is, like... (laughs) Like, basically, it's all about, like, anti-war profiteering, right? Well, here's the thing. It is true. The government did fund and put in some, like, funding or something into, like... Marvel and shit for all this, mm-hmm. you know, this franchise. But here's the real thing. Here we go. You, <laughs> we have to keep in mind, this shit is written for 12-year-olds in the 1920s by, like, war-stricken Jews. Yeah. Like, this shit doesn't, <laughs> this shit doesn't, like, make... Yeah, it's a power fantasy. Yeah. And it's like these stories are compiled over, like, you know, 80 fucking decade, you know, whatever, yeah. years. So it's like... Yeah, they they probably fit a narrative that makes a lot of sense to modern day. Like, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, art is more often than not just reflecting the reality around them. Mm-hmm. And it's like the world has gotten more militarized. Yeah. That's why Tony Stark views it in these American terms and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it's like... I don't know. I just thought I thought it was such a, like, a lame opinion <laughs> that, yeah. that got me mad, well, you know? You like, know, gotta have an opinion, right? <laughs> Isn't that the whole thing? You have to have an opinion. I uh, I I got off Twitter about in April, I think, is the last time I was on it. Really? Yeah, and it was uh, it's been great, but it's like it's that low level stress of like it. It felt like I was always on the clock at a late night talk show, and I always had to be like, it's like something happens in the world, and I'm be like, what's my funny take on it? Yeah, and I think we've had enough of. Like funny takes. I think we, I think all, it, all it's, it's funny it's the takes same have taken the funny out of everything. Yeah, yesterday, literally on Twitter, it was did? like. See what I did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like I, I actually really appreciate what you're doing with your your new podcast. Um, let's talk about it. Let's, sure. Let's promote it a little bit. What's it called again? What's the name? It's called Let Me you're Watch watching. Your, Let Me Watch Your Movie with You. <laughs> I, I like how uh, yeah. deliberately clunky it is. Um, uh, for a name, uh, but yeah. Let me watch. Uh, you, let me watch your movie with you, ple- pretty please, with Jonah Ray. <laughs> yes, yeah. Extra, extra sugar on top. Yes. That who? It, it's the the, the the whole title's Let me watch your movie with you, pretty please, with Jonah Ray. <laughs> Jonah, Ray. Jo- hello. Uh, how, hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. Why? Oh, sorry. What's up? Oh, sorry, I thought you hung uh, up. I guess we don't talk anymore. Yeah. I guess we're not chill. Well, I'm just saying don't like do voice to text because it'll pick up other stuff that <laughs> when you're coming up with a title, it's just going to be too long. Yeah, but it's a, it's a commentary. Uh, I kind of took the idea of um, uh, riff tracks, uh, but instead of like, you know, putting effort into it and trying to like, you know, write riffs because, you know, you and I know writing riffs is a lot of work to make it good. Oh, yeah, that's like, I mean, making a show. Yeah, it's, you're making it's, a show. And I wanted to just yeah. kind of um, just do something. And it was almost a way to kind of selfishly, like, learn, you know, learn by asking questions. Like, because I want to make yeah. movies and I want to, like, act oh, and stuff. Awesome. And, like, so I get, a, I get to kind of go, like, oh, what's, you know, I, I can kind of just ask all those <laughs> selfish questions. 
Um, oh, that's such a smart idea. And actually. I have it like so. I do it over Zoom, and I like it's like you know they did one episode with um, like Alex Winter, you know Bill S. Preston Esquire, and we watched Bill and Ted's <laughs> Bogus Journey, and so we watch it. We watch it over Zoom, um, and I the second one, the second one, yeah. Oh shit! And like so, like and then I take our conversation, and then I uh, put that out, like just like the conversation. So when you when you're at home. You could like you start the movie and then you start the like uh, the podcast as a yeah. countdown. Like I do a preamble, then there's a countdown, and then you press play <laughs> on the movie when I say to press play, and then you have like a commentary track because I miss commentary tracks. Well, you know what's funny is I've actually been getting into listening to funny commentary tracks that were like just Kevin Smith put out about the Batman movies. I was like, oh, let's just see what this is, oh, and wow. like I was I was just listening to them like while gardening and shit, mm-hmm. and it was like. It, you could beat for beat follow what the movie is if you've seen it. Like, yeah. you know it in your head, especially like a movie like Bogus Journey. And yeah, and I like to think that like you could do both. You could listen to it. If you know the movie, you don't really have to watch along, but it's also kind of a fun thing. Like uh, the episode I put up with uh, Critters 2, I just wanted to see. I'm like, I'll see how this works. So I played Critters 2 and pressed play on the Mick Garris interview, and it's fun. You know, it's a... Uh... It's just, the, and it's a thing that I could do. That's incredible, dude. Critters yeah. 2 is the best critters. It's the best critters. It's the best <laughs> it's critters. The, it's the dominant of the critters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's my favorite one. So I was very excited because uh, I had met Mick Garris kind of just through um, doing conventions and stuff like that, you know. Oh, really? On the convention route, yeah. That's how you met him? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man, you're so social. <laughs> <laughs> Are, were you, like, locked in the green room? Like, how do you even, like, strike uh, no, up a it's, conversation? You know, it's like, uh, there's this guy, uh, Ken, um, Ken Plume, who's just, he's very good at, like, um, putting, like, kind of, like, dinners together while at, like, a uh, thing. So he'll be like, hey, it's like, if you want to come to this dinner, and then it'll be like, you know, me and Travis oh, McElroy and Mick Garris and, you know, uh, it's a... Uh, I got to have oh, dinner. that's yeah. That's I, how it works. Yeah, like this yeah. is they're all so like it's a social scene mm-hmm. behind behind like the con basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's like I'm fr- because of cons. Like I'm I'm friends with like Benedict Wong now. You know from Doctor Who's Strange. That? Oh shit. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like we were both in Miami and like we saw each other. Like he's like here for the con. I was like yeah, and then like uh, he's like you want to go get a drink? And he's just like Manchester. <laughs> he's just like big Manchester actor guy. You know uh, who plays Wong in the Doctor Strange movies and like. We were in Miami. He's like, he's like, do you need any good bars? I was like, well, I know there's like a punk rock bar, like, oh, like just beautiful. a few blocks away. And then we went, and then it was like drag night, drag queen karaoke that night, and like it was just. It, <laughs> oh you my know, god! It's weird. It's you know, it's a uh, dude. I, your life is incredible. <laughs> I, I'll, yes, I love like the things that I've done in my life are just ridiculous, and I love it. I love it so much. Uh, I you know, it's and then that's I kind of like I always think I always this is gonna sound real dumb, but I always say yes to like situations because it's just like now i know what that's like you know like now yeah. now i know yeah well that's actually pretty interesting because it's like you have anxiety in other forms in your life but as far as like new experiences or i don't know possibly being put into danger yeah, yeah. or anything like it's not really a factor for you no you know and i probably just yeah. because like i'm a big guy maybe i have a a subconscious yeah. like thing where I'm like, I'm like, I, if it comes down to it, like either someone might not fuck with me or I can handle myself. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> oh for God. sure. I don't know. Um, That's so crazy. Yeah. I actually really wanted to talk about, we'll get back to uh, talking about the podcast, but this is something like last time I had you on this podcast, I, um, we didn't get around to, but like, I know just through talking to you, like you've been, you were like bullied pretty substantially growing up. Mm-hmm. Like what? <laughs> 
I don't know if you want to talk or elaborate on that, but like maybe what time in your life did that kind of end where then you're like, I'm a big guy and now I don't worry that um, <laughs> people uh, are going to accost me. You know what it was? It was moving to Los Angeles. Uh, and it's not that I lived in a, when I moved out here, I didn't live in a good area. I lived in a pretty gang ridden area. Like, you know, people getting shot, like, you know, uh, in, on my street, on my block. Um, but you were just like watching it happen and yeah, being I mean, like, like, wow. You know, yeah. It was, it was pretty gnarly. <laughs> wow, um, sucks to be you. But what it was, it was like, you know, I got uh, growing up in Hawaii, uh, as a white kid, as a Holly, um, you know, you, it's like you're, you're just growing up as a scared white boy <laughs> in a black neighborhood. You're just an easy, you're, you're a target just walking down the street. You know, if you want to like, talk <laughs> about, it's like, are people like, yeah. are people angry that I'm white or do they just want to get into a fight? It's just that thing. You know, it's just, a, you know, island fever. Yeah. People want to just kind of, you know, there's already a fighting mentality yeah, exactly. maybe going on. Yeah. And so, um, I was so used to random, um, aggression and random, uh, violence. Um, you know, just wow. like, especially cause I lived right next to a Marine base too. And those guys, those good old boys were always trying to like fuck with the punks and the nerds and you know like in my town and and so like you never knew where it was going to come from um it's like it's like antiquated yeah it's very, it yeah. seems so yeah it's behind a small the town times. you know um mm -hmm. and then so when i moved out here i like you know i was in a city and i'm just this dude and i, I realized i was like oh no one cares about me like no one's gonna <laughs> see me walking down the street and go like it's like oh let's go fuck with it like no one like it's like, yeah. I just, I, I felt like almost liberated by that when I moved out here. I was, I was like, oh, no one, it's like, I was, you know, <laughs> everything was bigger than me because it was a huge city. And all of a sudden I'm just not sticking out like I used to. And, uh, and then I, I, I felt almost, uh, I almost, I felt powerful in that way. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I was like, I was like, I'll, you know, and I, I just fucking did you're, whatever. You're really... You're really downplaying the cocaine, also. Like, oh, I mean, all, sudden, all this confidence and energy, all of a sudden. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, this building's nothing. Yeah. I'm as big as a building. I'm as big. I'm as strong. I lift up this fucking building. Need <laughs> 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 some strength. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I guess that's why that's maybe that's why there's a bit of fearlessness. I always felt like I was short on time. I always felt uh, I that's why I kind of like was running real head first, or maybe it was anxiety. Who knows? But like I was, I felt I like was always a bit like a year or two behind. I think that's a late bloomer. I think a lot of late oh. bloomers have that stuff. Like um, you know when like your friends kind of like when puberty treats them well and then like they become like like handsome dudes and get girls and like you know you're still got baby cheeks and you're just like what the fuck like. And, you yeah. know, it's like, so I, I have a feeling that I was always behind and it's like, you know, I, like I, I moved, I wanted to move to LA right after I wanted to start showbiz stuff right after I graduated high school, but I was too scared. So I stayed in Hawaii another year just to, you know, play in bands and hang out. And, and then like I moved to LA and then it was another year before that. So I always felt like I was like, I was like one year behind. Oh shit. Now I'm two years behind. And I always felt I had yeah. to like try and keep up with everybody. And you just always knew you wanted to go to L.A. and just start making movies. And That's being, all, all I ever wanted to do. Was, and stuff. Yeah, all I ever wanted to do was be uh, creative for a living, uh, you know. And it's funny because everyone's like, what was the one thing you want to do? I was like, I, I, like, it depended on the moment when I was growing up. I wanted to be 
in bands. I wanted to make music. I also like uh, at the same time wanted to make movies. I wanted to direct movies. I want to star movies. But like, it's funny. Like the things I didn't want really growing up. It's like I never wanted to really. I never wanted to be a stand-up comedian. And I never wanted to be a, a like a talk show host. Um, oh no! Uh, well, that's that was a big thing with yeah. America. Was like I was so tired of getting offered like you know these like you want to host this like science show on Nat Geo or like a I'd be like no mm-hmm. I want to do fake things. <laughs> yeah, it was a hard sell. Yeah, let's yeah. be honest. I mean, like if any good comedy is just like it's such an uphill battle to get people to agree to like take the risk, basically. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you've had definitely a a pretty successful go of just making your own stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's the stuff I'm, you know, proud of like meltdown on comedy central and, and just the live show in general, you know, would have been enough for us. Then, you know, that cherry on top of getting to do three seasons of and in America was like, I always wanted to have like a sketch show, you know? And that was like, mm-hmm. I figured out my version of a sketch comedy show. Well, it looks like you're probably going to start, making movies here i mean ideally you know like um that's that's the stuff i want you know um that's the stuff i want to do uh you know do you feel like with lockdown like maybe it's in ways it could be easier if we just had our shit together we could go shoot like on the empty streets (laughs) like yeah week one i guess i know some people that like you know they got a small group of people together and they all just got tested and they all like you know went out Got a house in the desert and kind of shot something out in the woods or, you know, something like that. And now they're all dead from COVID. Now they're all dead from COVID and coyotes. <laughs> that was a, was a mistake. It was a huge mistake. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, like it's, it's just about uh, trying to pull off everything you want. Because I don't want to like, I don't want to be bummed that I didn't get to do something that I always wanted to do. You know, because that's, that seems yeah. very scary to me. And I, I think I saw that a bit of my dad too. Like, you know, like he wanted to build houses and he did, he built like three or four houses and he sold them. Um, and then like his, his dad like wow. said, I'll give you a better job if you just work under me at this company. It was like a plumbing company. Um, and then like, uh, and then I think, I think I saw my dad like have this creative spirit, but was kind of like, didn't get to do the thing he really wanted wow. to do. Wow. Would he do like kind of the like architecture, like design yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Or? That's amazing. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, and was, and then also was really there building it. Like, he, like, built these houses, like, with his hands and with his friends. Um, and and then he didn't. And then, like, and then mm-hmm. he got, you know, then he just continually like, got, like, more and more sadder and more into drugs <laughs> and kind of started valuing. Well, yeah. Jonah needs braces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah's medical bills keep piling up. The, the locals don't accept him. Jonah's eating us out of house and home. <laughs> Is it this unchecked anxiety? God damn. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's a, that's why I kind of like, you know, I mean, the, the, I think the thing for both of us what was crazy is the Mystery Science Theater. Like, that's so crazy that we got to do it. Yeah, no, it's it's still going on. It's not over. It's still happening. It's still um, it's always going to be something, you know. I'm waiting by the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for Netflix to yeah. pick up. Just, just call me up. Um, no, I know. It's like... Um, it's definitely been like hugely impactful, and and more than that, really. I mean, my relationship with you is like defined by that in a lot of ways. Like you've helped me more than, uh, you know, pretty much anybody else. Really? <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, just in life. I mean, the fact that you gave me a showcase on Meltdown mm-hmm. and uh, let me do the show itself and write for it, and 
you know, introducing me to people. So, I mean, and then the, the show itself with Mystery Science Theater. And then you went cold on me, John. Oh, did I? Did I forget to? <laughs> yeah, you forgot to keep helping me. <laughs> you, forgot, you forgot the old Buddhist uh, tale well, you know, of you, uh, the monk you, who finds the snake when or, I was, or something. When, when, I was, uh, when I was doing Hidden America, you were on Eric Andre's show, so. That's true. No, uh, I mean, like... Again, like you've helped me more than anyone else. And it's like, I don't know, man. You're a good dude. Oh, thanks, I hope you man. know that. I hope you know that like the stuff that you put out in the world is like coming back oh. to you, you know? Well, and I think uh, you're going to have a lot of resources at your hands to get into movies. And, and that's like just, I don't know, going to separate you from, you know, just trying to make a movie like you actually have the abilities in front of you. Yeah. You know, it's a it, it just doesn't it seem like that would be the, the most fun <laughs> like, <does> it, <laughs> to make movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? And I never. Like, Absolutely. And I've never really like had the, the aspirations of being uh, rich. All I've ever wanted to do is make a living off of being creative. All I want to do is just make good things yeah. that I actually stand by. And I've turned down a lot of bad stuff or like mm-hmm. career opportunities. Like I what, like I what? could have started Duck Dynasty. I could have started writing on Duck Dynasty. Oh shit, really? Would you have yeah. had to move out there or do they just do it all out here? No. I think it was all out here. Jeez. And it's like yeah, cuz I got caught up in that for a while when I was at like G4 and E and I was doing like, yeah. you know, uh reality-based infotainment-ish kind of <laughs> stuff. Yeah, if you're into not getting union wage, you, the possibilities are endless. And you can you really know? make a like a lot of money, like as yeah, as, no. as a uh, uh, as a writer that's credited as a an associate producer. But it's like I'd had my fill of doing stuff at the time that I really just couldn't stand by and felt embarrassed yeah. to bring up. You know. Well, there's uh, I always say this about yeah. jobs. Uh, there's the jobs that you do, and there's the jobs you tweet about. Like you know. <laughs> Like there's like there's certain things you do. You're like, hey, everyone, check out this thing I did. And then uh, there's certain things you just do and you don't tell anybody. <laughs> like I told yeah, you I'm doing one. I'm doing OnlyFans right now. I'm doing a lot of yeah. like uh, <laughs> solo stuff. Yeah, I I you know I found myself uh, kind of wheezing the creative juice a bit too much, uh, looking for work that was creative that wasn't my mm-hmm. stuff. And I I found that like I might have you know, uh, exhausted myself in my reservoir a bit more than I should have at certain times in my life. And, you know, uh, it's like, and if you just kind of uh, focus on making the stuff you want, as opposed to just trying to make money, uh, yeah. it's like, you know, you'll, you'll find, it's like, and you're, you're going to have lean times. Like, you know, I was having some lean times before lockdown even. And, and so it's like, but I'm, I'm still dedicated to, you know, you know, buy the ticket, is, take the ride. It's, it's the, uh, the, yeah. the, the Hunter S Thompson, the buy the ticket, take the ride. Like, you know, <laughs> Were we really, we were given no guarantees getting into this stuff. No, and I mean, like, anybody who has security, actually, that doesn't really exist. Mm -hmm. My brother just lost his job, I mean, just due due to COVID. I mean, uh, yeah, like, it's it's all around. There's just, like, countless stories. So it's like, COVID, if anything, has just taught us, like, life is truly unpredictable. Yes. And you have nothing to lose by trying for something that you believe in you know yeah it's um write that manifesto write that manifesto <laughs> tell 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 the world you were right yes yeah exactly <laughs> and don't copy richard dorner's is it richard dorner is that <laughs> chris dorner i i can't honestly i say his name constantly but i always fuck it up so now i just say dorner yeah yeah dorner yeah <laughs> 
There you go. Um, yeah. Dorner, party of four. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting tired during my own hot damn hot is, damn podcast. Is it me? Is it? Am I? Am I? I find I find I like I think I have this weird no. tendency to when if if I'm like uh, a little bit tired or. You know, like I just get, I go, I just revert into, if I don't feel like being funny, I just revert into uber sincerity because at least there's still some, you know, service being provided, I guess. That's absolutely true. If you can't be funny, just have, you know, be interesting. Yeah. But uh, no, it's not you at all. It's, I've just not been sleeping well at all. I haven't either. I've been like waking up. I've stopped looking at the clock because I just don't want to know. So I just, I'll wake up in the night and then I'll just like be, I'll just lay there going. Fuck daylight savings. Like what the shit? This is for farmers. You guys can farm my dick. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that they're all Republican and they're like, like the the Democrats whine too much. It's like, we changed the clock for you because you don't like what time it is. (laughs) So fucking suck my dick. All of my day. I never grew up with it, so it still weirds me out. They don't they don't change it in Hawaii. They don't change it in Arizona. What? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why it's so funny that it's Arizona and Hawaii. Yeah, like I it's know, just right? so diametric. Why because I figure Hawaii does it because of just that's how the clock is maybe situated on the globe. Well, it's just, but yeah, Arizona the, seems like you're close to the equator, so it's there's no really I mean like the yeah, it doesn't make a right? difference. And but with also, Arizona, like, it's also is there's it, no farming. <laughs> like there's farms. Is Arizona just obstinate and they're like, fuck you. Yeah, and I mean, then like people above the state above them does change. Yeah, but not I mean, them. I've, I've driven like uh, like on tours or road trips, some of that. There's that sometimes like where you go through it and then like the time How changes. The fuck? <laughs> I remember I had to drive from uh, Louisville, Kentucky to uh, Bloomington, Indiana. And I was like, I was at a con in Louisville. And then like, I was going to do the comedy addict. And I was like, I was like, oh, I got tons of time. And then uh, I get like a text from the guy just like, just a reminder, um, uh, Bloomington, Indiana, which is like, you know, a two hour drive from uh, Mm -hmm. Louisville is, uh, is also an hour ahead. So are you on the road yet? And I was like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) That happened to me, dude. I went from, um, Atlanta to Wilmington and I didn't realize there was an hour difference and I was taken off oh I've got a ton of time and then it like also was just torrential downpour Mm. it was like a giant um hurricane basically was sweeping through the entire east coast so when i actually got to the fucking shows it's like rained out like no one gives a shit (laughs) like it was like i'm like almost risking my life and like panicked hating myself and blaming myself and like for goddamn what yeah for what (laughs) but but honestly thanks to everybody who came out to those shows Uh, you guys are the best you are you are one of my you're one of my favorite comics to watch i like it's like i don't think i've ever seen you like do the same material like uh more than a couple times uh, i've never even read my material dude i just (laughs) you you should you should because i'm being quite nice right now um This is the pod, this dude. Is this what is what it is. This is what it should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just two comics <laughs> giving each other shit. Just giving each other shit. You, you know why haven't they talked about Mystery Science Theater more? That's how the, that's how most Mystery fans sound. Like, like, what do you fucking do those? They want to talk about solo or whatever. Wait, so with this pod, you've done Critters 2, 
Uh, and then uh, Bogus Journey. What other movies? Uh, I did. Uh, I had Derek Mears, uh, who is a very awesome, nice guy, uh, who was uh, played Jason Voorhees in the remake oh of God. Friday the Thirteenth. And so we talk about that. He also Wait, he was also like oh, the, the new main, remake. Yeah, oh, and yeah, he also yeah. played. He, was, he played the main predator in that Predators movies. Great, <laughs> nice. an amazing, like very. And he came from comedy. Uh, but he's just this huge dude that's like you know great physical actor and a stuntman. I thought the Predator was pretty funny. It like, was no, not the Predator. Predators. <laughs> yeah. Um, what Sorry. else? Uh, I had a. Oh, I, I talked to Josh Olson, the guy who wrote the film adaptation for A History of Violence. Oh my God, dude! Cronenberg's finest. Yeah, I a, love that movie. One. Um, it's so fucking dope. I talked to um, Larry Kazaruski. You know, it's based off a comic book. Larry Kazaruski and Scott Alexander. Uh, we we watched uh, their directorial debut, uh, Screwed, starring. Dave Chappelle and Norm Macdonald. Holy shit, yes. Yeah, because I was like, they were like, and they, I go, it's like, how do you feel about this? They're like, well, it was a mistake that we did it. Because, <laughs> because like, they, they, like, you know, they had, like, they had the problem child, and then they kind of got, like, saddled with that, but then they came out with, like, Ed Wood and Man on the Moon, they started doing all these prestige things, People versus Larry Flint. And then, like, they had this script that they wrote, this, like, madcap comedy that they wrote when they were, like, doing Problem Child. And then, like, they're like, hey, do you want to do this? And you guys can direct it. And they're like, yes! And they're like, they're like, it was just the wrong time to... It's like the guys who brought you Ed Wood, People vs. Larry Holy Flay, The Man on the Moon, shit. come out with this one. I had no idea, dude. Yeah, That's no, incredible. Yeah. Um, I like that it's commentary that's basically very informative, and you're going to learn some stuff. Yeah. And then, like, you know, sometimes I throw scenes. in some jokes and stuff like that, you know, like uh, when we're watching stuff. Because like, there's there's one thing I noticed in Bill and Ted's uh, Bogus Journey where it's like when they go to start making the, like, the good robot versions of them, like they're mm-hmm. in, like, kind of like a department store. And for some reason, there is a uh, payphone, like, in the middle of the store that they're on to talk to the print, to talk to somebody. And like, but they're in the middle okay. of like a department store. I was like, what's a payphone doing in the middle of a department store? He's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> was, did um, Alex Winters get to direct that? or He did not direct to... any of them. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, he was like, they had all become like, you know, friends. The writers and him and Keanu had all kind of like gelled a bit more. So they, they didn't really have input, but they had definitely like uh, some influence with the, like, you know, just from joking around and hanging out with the, the writers, you know. Man. It's been yeah, it's really it's been really fun. It's you know it's and it's been cool like getting to know Alex Winter. Like we're actually like working on a project right now together, um, kind of developing Beautiful. something that we want to do. Um, is that how he tells you that he's caught you on the dark web? Yes, yeah, exactly. Is that how he informs you? Have a seat. Wait, what's going on? <laughs> I see. It's, it's I seems that you illegally downloaded <laughs> the Zappa documentary. <laughs> Zap. <laughs> You downloaded Zap and Zappa. Yes. You were at the end of the alphabet. And we Zap. caught you just at the fucking end. And Zapped. Remember Zapped? <laughs> Which is basically... Oh, shit. I thought I meant Zapped. Oh, okay. Well, Zapped, Zapped. there is also a movie called Zap, I think. And then there's Zapped, okay. which is the... What's his name? Uh, Chachi, right? Scott Baio. Scott Baio. Uh, yeah. Political pundit Scott Baio. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and then that's what's funny is like because that's like the that's that the, is the one time I'm like actors need to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we can't have an opinion. Actors talk. We're I'm private like, citizens too. Yeah, uh, uh, you could shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like you and the child star from Silver Spoons, yeah, like Ricky funding funding the release of Kyle Rittenhouse uh, or whatever. Yeah. Like that's that's like fucking. I'm I'm willing to say shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll make it so no actors can do anything if it means that they. That means that we don't have to hear James Woods talk anymore. 
They should do a remake of Silver Spoons with Kyle Rittenhouse. Hey, I, I mean, that's probably... <laughs> You know, he's going to be on Dancing with the Stars, and then he's going to go on to have his own sitcom. <laughs> the mass Singer is Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and John fucking, uh, his head explodes. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? I thought it was David Beckham. Uh, um, you were killing out there. <laughs> what? what? Next week on, <laughs> on Silver Tips. Hmm. <laughs> Well, it seems like you've made a career of bad movies. <laughs> I know this is this is the worst segue ever. Uh, <laughs> what do you think is your your favorite bad movie? Um, it always kind of changes. It it's it's all in the. I didn't make a career off of bad movies. Come on. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm watching good movies on the new podcast. I think Critters Two is good. <laughs> it's the best of the Critters. Yes, exactly. They figure out their critter abilities a lot more. It's very playful. This is the big ball. Iconic. <laughs> big ball. Um, that movie like traumatized me as a kid. Yes. Yes. Like um, I remember. Okay. So here's how it doubly traumatized me uh, is I had a dream that like it was critters too. Mm-hmm. And they're just taking over my town that I'm in and they're killing everybody and they're killing my family and they're eating people. And there's that level. But the other thing that was really scary to me is the entire dream. I was a woman having a wedding. Oh, wow. That's added stress for sure. <laughs> so it's like... Well, the only thing that can stop so a big critter ball is, is Hampton the Bridezilla. <laughs> yeah. The Bridezilla. Mm-hmm. I'm a diva. By Honda. On my wedding day. <laughs> it's like, I was like so scared. I was like, wait, wait, what, what, what the fuck? Like, t- there was just so many questions when I woke up where I was like, wait, am I scared or am I confused? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But I mean, like, did the, what happened? Did you wake up before the wedding? Uh, I think I was in the church and that was where it was started to end because yeah. they were breaking in finally oh, into yeah. the church. And then they, uh, I think they formed a ball and they killed me. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, but uh, yeah, so you were gonna sorry, you were gonna. Oh, my favorite bad movie. Uh, one of my it's like Get Getevin. I think Getevin is a great bad movie. Oh fuck! Uh, by uh, Tom DeHart. Um, <laughs> it's Get Even. Yes, it's Get Even. But, it's... but the kerning wasn't so so well done in the title. I've still never seen it, man. You've mentioned this movie a million times. I know it was a really good go-to. Um, it's funny because it was. What's your favorite bad movie? The Room. You know, no. <laughs> I mean, sometimes like uh, like Misty's will be like, "Are you gonna watch the uh, um, the sequel to uh, Manos?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> the only reason I've ever seen Manos is because there was riffs on it. I'm not gonna watch that. Did you see the remastering Manos? I don't care, dude. I don't want to see it without the riffs. Without you know, I want to see it without you know, Joel and the bots. My favorite, like, uh, unintentionally bad movie but like it's it's beautiful it's just a gire wrath of god which is mm. a beautiful movie right it's werner herzog uh doing that south american jungle movie about like con- conquistadors but if you watch it with the commentary track oh. of werner herzog it's like the funniest thing i've ever heard really yeah, like I, I went to go see him talk about it live, and that was incredible. Oh, that's it's like awesome. he, he like literally is um, guilty of like crimes. <laughs> like, yeah, 
Yeah, it's like, so he's talking about, you know, getting all these indigenous people to be in the cast and like getting them up the mountain. And he's like, yes, the, we didn't have money to pay them. Oh, and there was, there was no food. And he was like, for days we would have no food. And one time I sold up my boots so I could have a sandwich. Oh. <laughs> he's like, but you know, you, I would go out there and I would tell them what this movie means and what it's about. <laughs> So to him, he's like, I, you know, I made art and, you know, we got these, these plucky, we got these plucky indigenous guys, you know, to do some, some plucky slave labor. And then later on, he's talking about like, um, like having to draw a gun on uh, Klaus Kinski and like put a a gun to his head and be like, do the fucking scene or I'll kill you. Yeah. What was the doc on that (laughs) called? Uh, like my own, my best fiend, my best fiend. Yeah. My best fiend. It's, um, I saw uh, Nick Cage <laughs> oh, talk at Beyond Fest uh, a couple years ago. I might have been around Mandy when Mandy came. I can't remember, but it was. Uh, mm. But he just talked about like someone asked about his career and like, what do you think about your career? He's like, he's like, well, if anything, I'm you know like I kind of consider myself the American Klaus Kinski, and it was just like, and you heard all these people <laughs> just go like, whoa, shit, he's right. <laughs> How does he mean? Like he just does crazy performances and does everything and does yeah. like like always ha- but always has it. it's like you know when you hear deanna's a huge huge um nick cage fan and like you know people always make fun of him but like when you hear him talk about acting none of it is a none of it is an accident everything he does it comes like is very intentional with the way he approaches every single role he did like one of those <laughs> gq things where they're like we're gonna ask him about some of his crazy roles and like uh he, like a mm-hmm. vampire's kissing like or moonstruck and and then, like, uh, he goes, like, like he always has, like, you know, it's like, oh, well, with um, with Vampire's Kiss, I wanted, I was thinking a lot about, like, uh, Japanese kabuki-style uh, dramas, um, and where it's a very much, like, I work, and, like, and, like, and he kind of based yeah. everything, and then, or, like, he'll talk about some other role, it's like, oh, it's, this was based off of this French, you know, uh, like, style of acting, or, um, and then, they're like, they're, like, Con Air, he's, like, he's, like, so I thought this movie is for, like, kids, this, this movie's for, like, you know, 12-year-old boys, um, and what's, what did I think of, like, what did I think, what would, if I was 12 and I wanted to draw, like, what I thought the hero of a movie would be, what would he look like? <laughs> He'd be buff. He would have, a, like, long hair. He would have, like, a little bit of a southern accent. Like, it's like, he really thinks about the stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't realize that, like, Klaus Kinski, you know, was that sort of actor, really. I mean, I definitely know he's, like, got a reputation for being wild yeah and i mean that's the thing is werner herzog i mean told him like <laughs> the most disturbing story when i went to go see him live and i mean trigger warning i guess i'll just tell it here so he um you know we're in this big theater i think it's um the aztec right mm-hmm. on sunset is that no oh, the egyptian the egyptian sorry yeah. i'm so stupid yeah um, yeah very <laughs> so it's like you watch a gary rather god and then he's there talking to the crowd and he's like, you know, he gets asked a bunch of questions at the end and they're like, so is it true that you drew a, a pistol on Werner Herzog? And he's like, yes, he is a terrible man. And like everybody laughs and goes wild. Yeah. And then he goes, no, it is not funny. He raped his daughter. Oh, my God. <laughs> and people are like, I'm the only one laughing crazy loud because I'm like that is what a thud insane thing to say after the audience got like really hyped yeah, of like yeah. ha 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 he's crazy no it's very serious yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god, he did. And it's it's true. Oh, what a fucking think, piece of shit. Yeah, he's he's a piece of shit. Yeah, man. So that's that's the thing. When I think of Klaus Kinski and <laughs> and Nick Cage bringing it up, I was like, how does he? In which mean? way? In which way are you the American Klaus Kinski? <laughs> he like hears that story yeah. and he's like, yeah, me and Klaus. Me, yeah. Oh god, <laughs> yeah. that's fucked up. Dude, but Nick Cage is is kind of incredible, and people do give him more shit than he, you know, deserves. Yeah, I think so. I think he'll go down as a as an all time. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. All time great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, <coughs> yeah, yeah. I don't really because you know I've been watching some like real badly made movies um, just because uh, Deanna uh, and I have been helping our friend Jim with the Cinematic Void. Where it's like every couple of weeks he does like a live stream where he hosts movies, kind of like Joe Bob or any of that stuff. Oh, awesome! Yeah, and, um, and it, Jim Branscombe from Cinematic Void. Uh, but like, so he'll like do little sketches and he'll have like Deanna like play characters from movies and stuff like that. And you know, we just re- had to watch a uh, Blood Feast, and it's like it's real, it's like real bad, it's real bad movie. And like, I I tried to watch those blood movies or like that were all on on Criterion. Yeah, they were doing it for like Halloween month, oh, and God. it was all like. Um, I forget who that director, what his name is, but it's like his whole career is like every movie's named Blood. Yeah, it's, uh, what's his name? The the guy, Al Adamson, right? I can't be sure, but there's the also a thousand a, maniacs. Yeah. He, does, he did that. Yeah, it's the guy, um, he, there's a doc about him. Um, yeah. He's the one that did uh, Carnival Magic. That was his, really? that was his ploy to do um, a, like a family movie. Uh, because it's a movie we watched for Mystery Science Theater, yeah. and it's so disturbing. It's so disturbing. I mean, it's on the level of Manos, like yeah. where it's like, is this a snuff film? Yes, yes. <laughs> like, and, what is? And this? here's what's crazy. It's like not that it happened shortly. I mean, like it was like you know maybe probably 15 years after this, but like uh, that guy, that director, um, ends up uh, being murdered by his handyman and buried um, like <laughs> under the ground. In the basement with like, uh, and the the guy actually laid concrete over him and tile, and then and then Holy like embezzled shit. a bunch of money in high tile. It's a crazy documentary. I mean, it like talks all about his films, and it kind of gets into the uh, the case, and it's it's on it's on Shutter right now. It's it's insane. That sounds incredible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I gotta check that out. Yeah, it's crazy. He just like dies in the most Edgar Allan Poe yeah. kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> they build you into the house. <laughs> It's fucking gnarly, but it's uh, you know I love, like it's a uh, up until it gets real sad with that like uh, it is like a cool celebration of all of his fucking you know just how of an, the independent spirit of making movies and stuff like that, like yeah like they're not good and then they would like they're like well you know what this is starting to become popular so we'll add in this element of go 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 dancing yeah you know it's like it's a real entrepreneurial spirit spirio where it's like. Well, like now with you trying to make a movie, like you could do a low budget movie that actually looks pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a lot of resources in front of you. But like with them, I think a lot of times they're like, we have a low budget. So how do we make this exciting for people? Let's use blood yeah. and just, you know, nudity and like weird torture and shit. Yeah. That, like <laughs> eccentric violence. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I love, I love movies and I love showbiz. <laughs> I don't know. I had a hard time watching them recently, and I like, um, and I realized I don't know. I'm maybe in a different movies. I'll watch the doc about the movies. Sure. <laughs> okay. All right. There yeah. it is. I mean, it's like it's. 
there's so many movies and there you watching a bad movie there is still stuff you can learn from them and get mm. out of them for sure but sometimes they are just kind of a pain to watch there were certain movies we did on mst where it's like it was just hard to like sit there because they just because they just tire you out and they kind of beat, yeah they beat that's you why up. the movie did bad yeah <laughs> you know yeah yeah and you're watching I'd say it for that, those like, reasons like mac and me was probably one of the most fun to work on that was incredible but uh but right after that we did um atlantic <laughs> rim which was really hard that was my favorite but it was so hard <laughs> and it was the thing that you didn't like about it. you're like because i remember you even kind of like you're like it's like the music's too loud and they cut too much like it was like you were you're like there's no room for anything yeah, that one's really suffered the problem of modern day movies are just made, even the worst movies are made competently, like a lot more fast mm-hmm. and the editing and that makes it hard to sneak in jokes or in any sort of dead moment because they're just like, there's not a dull moment, there's a fucking explosion yeah. and now yeah, and now exactly. some poorly recorded dialogue that you can't hear. And, and the dull you know. moments can also be very hard because Crow Wilderness, which is also like, you know, as a standout for a lot of people of uh, from our first season, uh, but like that one was just like, it's like you're going into like 90 seconds plus of just like another like animal montage. And you're like, I don't know. This movie sucks. I don't know what to say at this point. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like you start to repeat yourself a little bit. But I, I think that's why it's fun to write with other people. Because then you just start to write like inside jokes yes. and then build off of those. Well, pretty you nice. Know? Came, that's easier pretty, to write. than Pretty a, nice came out of that for sure. Like from Mac and me. Like pretty nice. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like it just... <laughs> It wasn't written as like a thing that was going to be a callback, but like because we were all in the room. <clears throat> Pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at all those cars. <laughs> oh, damn, dude. Do you have the COVID? No, I just got a dry throat. You ever yeah, get that dry too. throat? <laughs> oh, it's insane right now. Yeah. You uh, lost an incredible amount of weight, dude. Congrats. Thank you. Thanks. So, yeah, I'm. Uh... It, you look beautiful. <laughs> Before I wanted to puke, but now, yeah, oh, sure. So now I. you're gorgeous. No, thanks. And now I want to kiss you. Now you want to kiss uh, me. <laughs> you want to kiss these lips. Yeah, what, what's up? What's up, dude? People were concerned. Just, People were, mm-hmm. and I only know they were concerned because it's like, you know, Emily Gordon, like, uh, she's like, hey, just to give you a heads up, people are texting me about their concern for you. Well, I was concerned when you were like dr- striking very sexy poses. Well, because then I was like, th- "There's he's also lost it." Lo- it's yeah, not well, that you've lost the weight; you've lost your damn mind. Well, don't think that I wasn't self-conscious about like the sexy picture, but I was trying to sell that shirt, and I did get a lot of sales off that. <laughs> That's a genius move, man. Well, it's like I didn't realize. Is, it. I was like, it wasn't intentional. I was like. I was like, oh shit, I want to like I want to post about the shirt. Like cuz I have to, I made a shirt for the listeners. I made a shirt that says Night and Dawn and Day of the Dead. Like an ampersand short, you know, white text and black mm-hmm. shirt. And um like I like I I was like, oh, in you know, the algorithm, you have to have your face in the shot so like it, you know, all that stuff. So I just took a mirror shot of me in the shirt and then when I looked at it, I was like, oh no. <laughs> And then I become, I, I become what I hate. And then I sent it to a couple of friends. I was like, I'm afraid to post this because I look so good. <laughs> no, dude, you got to lean in. It's such a, that's, it's that's such a surprise. And when she's like, she's like, you, at, you, you have to lean into it or else like people are going to sniff out that you feel weird about an attack. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm ready to just destroy any competition, and you know, well, you know, <laughs> as I'm slowly gaining weight, I'm like, this this is the worst thing in my life right now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just like I just me. like it. I, I, you know, I of course I want to look good. Of course I want to like post a picture of myself like looking yeah. like at the progress of the work I've put into it. Like, I felt that's I, so I, healthy, dude. Yeah, it's it's you know it's. Um, and it, you know, it felt, it felt odd because it's kind of like counterintuitive to, you know, it's, it's odd. It's that thing in comedy where it's like, you know, you have uh, friends of ours that will like make fun of that. Like, you know, I mean, he's a bud of ours. So I'll just, but like Kyle Kinane, like, it's like, oh, I got a look, I'm posting about my dumb dinner. I'm like, but you're still <laughs> posting about your dinner. So like, are you making fun of it? Or are you actually showing the thing you made? Like, where Very in lies the... <laughs> And like, and I make fun of them mm-hmm. about that a lot. Like, and um, and so like, it's like that is a thing that's on my mind. We're like, just we're playing the game, you know. Yeah. Even when you're making fun of it, no, I know. It's like, it's hard to be, uh, it's hard to be cynical as a go-to. And it's like, I think that's where I I love humor so much. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also a really bad way to live your life, is to be living in cynical mode and like you know yeah and i have a friend who's not even in comedy uh but he's like cynical about everything and it like it wears me out it wears me out and and i you know that's i'm so like i'm so tired of having a take on things i'm so tired of like you did something that's also like impressive and it's like you damn right like you should take some take some time to feel good yeah and let, let other people make you feel good and i mean I think it's funny because yeah, I, I identify in the same way. When I when I lost weight yeah. uh, originally, I was really pissed that people would comment on it. Even oh really? Like, yeah, because I was like, well, now you like me. Oh shit! You know, now you think I'm attractive. I guess you know, like they made a note of it. So I was like, I guess I was like horrific for years. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I've always struggled with my weight. Um, like I'm skinnier now than I was in eighth grade. Like I weigh less now than I did in eighth grade. Like wow. I'm like a, I'm like two hundred pounds. Like two, I'm incredible. like two hundred two or something like that. When we were doing the first season of uh, Mr. Science Theater, I was two hundred and sixty pounds. You are tall though. That's I mean. So yeah, that's what everyone always yeah. says. Like, but you're a tall guy, yeah. and I go, yeah. <laughs> but I also, had, I had a face on my face. You know. Do you feel like really athletic now? Like, um, you know, going out and. Are you doing anything different? Like no, uh, it's all diet. It's just like I just uh, meditation yeah. has actually helped a lot because it's like I, I have uh, more uh, control over my like impulses of like wanting to eat or overeat or stuff like that. Are you still doing TM? Uh, not precisely TM, but kind of. Um, you know, I'll do like I'll do like one kind of TM session, um, and then maybe like a quick like you know calm guided meditation uh, on an app or something like that. You know. For like five yeah. ten minutes, just to, but that stuff it, it does really help because, and it's it's funny because I I totally forgot about this, but I remember watching a thing about Jerry Seinfeld talking at like a TM conference about it, or and like it's like he's oh, like yeah. let me put it in like the basic terms, um, you know when like you're you're having your day and you're you're in your apartment and then um, it's like you know you're you're trying your best to kind of lose weight and then for some reason. You don't know how they got there. They weren't there before, but there's like cookies on your counter, and there's just like, uh, and you're like, you're like, well, where do those? No, oh, fuck, those are here now. Like now, I gotta deal with like, I have to think about not having these cookies. He's like, 
meditation helps you go, oh, I'm not going to have those cookies. <laughs> like, which is like, it's a real simple way of doing it, but it really just kind of makes you go, oh, don't, just don't do it. Yeah, removing the anxiety mechanism in your brain a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. So it's a like a meditation. Yeah. And it's just mindfulness, like, you know, just uh, knowing what what the result is and the reasons for certain actions and whatnot. And so, yeah, it just it became just eating less, eating, uh, you know, vegan, plant based kind of helps. Not, I mean, yeah. you can still get really fat doing that. Um, but not, <laughs> I, I hate to say the term fat because it's like, I got, mm-hmm. you know, I, every time I would post a picture of myself as a kid when I was like real big and I would kind of make fun mm-hmm. of it on Instagram, yeah. people got upset. You know, they said like, you're making, Man, I never even thought of that. People got upset and like, uh, they're like, it's like, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. That's really mean. And I said, but what? I can't, I can't even punch inward as a, mm-hmm. as a, <laughs> as a comedic device. Um, yeah. But like one, one kid said it and, it and he says, he's like, not me, but imagine if there was a kid that looks like you. And, and like he, Damn. you post that picture, uh, like he looks like how you do in that, in the picture and you're making fun of, you know, what essentially yeah. this is him. And I kind of go, well, shit, fuck. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's funny. I mean, that's a totally valid point, but it's like, I think, um, you know, it's also healthy to poke fun at yourself, you know, like I think so. you definitely won't, you don't want to be so sensitive that then if anybody ever said anything to you, it would break you completely, you know, like yeah. then you haven't really grown or progressed in life. The one, the one thing is like, uh, I'll post a picture or something like that. I'll make a, some jokes. Uh, and then people was like, Hey, I would have been your friend in high school. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, I go, Hey, whoa, back off. I had a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't say I wasn't likable. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that like, that thing of just like, yeah. it's like, I still can't, you know, it's, like even them saying a nice thing made me go fuck you. Like I still responded like like I was being attacked. No, I know. It's my go-to is like a little bit too much cynicism, and like I'm trying to like yeah. It's it's hard to take that compliment, and it's hard to take that joke, or you know, like <laughs> just not be a monster all the time. Yeah, well, you're living you're, self doubt, and what's what sucks is that you're really good at it, and you're really fast and. And I, I feel I'm pretty good. Like, you know, it's like the, the first jokes that always come out of my mouth are always going to be the meanest jokes. I know. I feel like I, I was like, am I getting more thoughtful or am I losing my edge? Man. Because there's times where I feel like I'm not even like just talking to Georgia. Like, I'm like, I could be t- commenting on this show that's on right now and being negative. But I do a lot of that. And maybe I won't right now because I'm just harping. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm like, am I being thoughtful or am I just like... What's the point of, you know, being funny? Or- yeah. I mean, I, I I had a weird kind of breakthrough in therapy. Uh, hi, this is a podcast about two comedians talking, and one of them references <laughs> therapy. Um, but uh, it was a, a kind of a thing where I... Fuck that. I'm a podcaster, and you're a director. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I, uh, I remember, like, it was, like, a bad... I was having a bad go, and it was, like, a kind of a low point, and I was, like, talking... To the therapist, I've been seeing her for a bit at this point, and then like I remember I was going through, and then maybe halfway through, I was like, and I just like I just came out of my mouth like, I'm sorry, this is such a bummer session. I, I'm sorry, this isn't more entertaining. And um, <laughs> like, um, oh my god, <laughs> merch is for sale yeah. after the session, but I don't think I'm going to be selling a lot of units. Yeah, and I really like I was Man, like, boy. oh shit, I've been on like for this like 
yeah. for months and months, oh, like a year and a half, I had been on with, you know, just coming in. And I started to realize like this need to uh, seem interesting and, uh, and being funny is a uh, part of that. But like, um, like, you know, mm. sh- trying to show some, some kind of worth. And that was like a crazy thing to like come to terms with. Just like it's like, oh, this need yeah. to be interesting, and it's and it's it, to be interesting means to to be liked or to be thought of as someone who mm-hmm. someone wants to. And and I I just w- I want to make a conscious decision to like uh, you know quiet down a bit. And I still see it pop up sometimes well, when I'm hanging to, with people or Zoom or to like get your self worth from other people. It's it's important to acknowledge that that's a fact and that's just a truth. Mm-hmm. That's how people do often just get there. That's how people get their self-worth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but also it's, you know, it's intoxicating and it's, you know, sometimes you're building your entire self-worth off of that. And it needs to really come from a lot of inward stuff also, like, you know, uh, making sure that you like yourself and it, it starts with oftentimes just not bullying yourself. Like yeah. you start with like, stop beating yourself up all the time and then you stop being a person that you're so negative about all the time and you're you know you're always like god damn it hampton you fucked up again and then it's like i really hate this hampton guy yeah yeah it's like, yeah. yeah let's fucking get him yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you like, idiot yeah. <laughs> so stupid um yeah that's a that's a it's a huge part of just kind of i think growing up is just well, how kinda... do you feel with therapy now i mean has it just been like productive would yeah. you say you know or, it's yeah. it's uh you don't want to wear out your friends and family with your repetition because it's like uh you know you can you don't want to put that on people so it's like the idea of like doing you know like it's like i've like you know you we all had friends that kind of like it's like all right man you gotta i said all i could say about it i've listened Sometimes it's, uh, I'm like, am I, I, like in my own world, like I'm like, am I saying it enough to Georgia where I'm like, you know, I'll just be like really down and she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm just depressed. And she's like, about anything? I'm like, you know, it's fucking everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's like, what do you say? It's like, I just want to check in and let you know I am still in fact depressed about everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. There's a bit just of so like, you know. helplessness that can come to, like when, you know when you put that on a partner, I'm just like, I know. Yeah. You know, Cause it's like, it's like, and, and depression isn't sad. You know, it's, those are, they're different things. They're, they're similar, but you know, when you're like, Oh, I, it's like, Oh, you're depressed. Oh, I want to help. How do I, you're like, I, what do you need? It's like, do you want me to go get, we get some ice cream? It's like, Oh, that's right. No, you're, you don't want, you don't want to eat sugar. Right uh, and that fucking me trying to fix stuff. <laughs> I know it's like if they try to like hug, kiss me or like hug me, I'm like get the fuck off me! Like, what, the, what the fuck is in, happening? Let in love, bud. Why do why why don't he love me, man? <laughs> why won't he love me? You're my son now. <laughs> Will Smith won't accept me as his, as my dad. Dude, th- thanks for being here. Thanks I mean, I really me. appreciate it. Of course, I hope this was okay for you. Dude, this was incredible. Let's, uh, what was the name of your podcast one more time? Let me watch a movie me... with you. Uh, <laughs> let me watch a movie with you. It's a, uh, it's, it's a fun, it's a commentary track, but you can listen to it. But I got, yeah, we got, I did one of a movie I was in. So I, uh, I did, um, uh, I did Puka Lives, which is on Hulu. 
Uh, but oh, like, wow. I, so I had, but I had like Felicia Day, who was played my wife in the movie, uh, Malcolm Barrett from <laughs> Timeless, and the director Alejandro Burgos. I also did a uh, one with Alejandro Burgos, and uh, where well, we watched his movie Juan of the Dead, the uh, oh, Cuban wow. zombie comedy. <laughs> Um, I did one with CM Punk and Travis Stevens because uh, for their movie um, Girl on the Third Floor. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. that it's it's like a self-contained series as far as right now. Like, I mean, people can catch up, and it's like I think that alone uh, in quarantine. Like, you already do Jonah Radio. You know, you yeah. have a pretty steady steady amount of uh, time dedicated to a podcast already. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a generate. We just, we just realized we were been doing it for like a little over eight years, which is nuts. It's incredible. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. It's just like, it's like the podcast that I never tried, but uh... <laughs> I think in a lot of ways you define that, uh, that category, yeah. that, gen- <laughs> that genre. You guys are what other podcasts, dude, I've been pissed recently. I'm like, oh man, all these other mental health podcasts are popping up. You guys are just ripping, oh, man. <laughs> ripping me off, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> not true. Not real. Not a real emotion. That is not a real emotion I'm having. <laughs> <laughs> You're so pathetic. You're so stupid, Hampton. <laughs> yeah. You can, if you ever want me to just do that for you, I can do that. Just beat, oh, I could beat you up. Yes. With, thank you. With words, Please. With words. Yeah, dude. Put your darkness on me. Well, dude, thank you for being here. Of course. And uh, let's, just, let's just hang out sometime soon. Let's go, let's go for a walk. I'm down for that. I, have, I like uh, We both have outdoor spaces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We'll do, this. We'll do the whole thing, you, of course. You, you the drink, social distancing. You drinking? Uh, yeah, too much, they say. Same, but, uh, same, same. So let's do it together so, sometime. Yeah, let's go do that. Yes. <laughs> do you want to go now? Yeah. Do you want to? All right, let's go now. Do you? Do you want to meet up? <laughs> nah, I got to edit this and do stuff. But um, all right, dude. All right, buddy. Love you. Love Glad you. you're alive, man. Glad you're alive, too. Take See care. you, buddy. Bye. See you later. Thanks for listening, buddies. If you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash y'all ever. For $5 a month, you get bonus episodes once a week. You get other bonus content, and it's a great way to support the podcast. If you want to pick up some merch, there's yallever.threadless for all the Y'all Ever uh, shirts. And if you want to pick up a special Calvin peeing on the words racism shirt, go to hamptonyunt.threadless. And all proceeds from that go to charity at the Bail Project. It's just a fun, stupid way to support this fun, stupid podcast, which I'm so happy that you guys are here every week listening to. You guys are the best. You fucking rock. Um, You fucking rock, dude. (laughs) There's no way to say that without sounding like a total tool. You fucking rock, dude. Oh, man. This Thanksgiving, dude. You fucking rock, dude. Um, but sincerely, you rock. Glad you're alive! Oh, I'm glad you're alive. Oh, I'm glad you're alive. Is that how it goes? Fuck.
a podcast network.